0: Hello and welcome to Pro Construction Guide's weekly series of ProCasts. This is Episode 21, How to Build a Great Website. I'm David Oval.
1: And I'm John Gordon and we thank you for joining us each week for Pro Construction Guide Magazine's ProCasts. They're podcasts that are built exclusively for you, the professional contractor. If you want to check us out, David, you got the details.
0: Yeah, you can listen to any Procast at ProConstructionGuide.com or on iTunes.
1: David and I have been doing a radio show for 20 years, and we we could spend the next 20 minutes talking about that. Look, go check out AskJohnAndDave.com. Great website to learn about what we do um, if you want to know more about us. But we want to kind of get things going. But before we get to the interview – for uh, about building websites uh, for your business I want to remind you that the time is running out it's getting short on pro construction guides prizes for pros promotion and it's an awesome promotion uh, that's over at the end of this month over at the end of June each week, Pro Construction Guide is giving away some awesome Bosch Power Tools or a rigid job site radio. Uh, and it's they're giving it to subscribers to the email newsletter. So if you're a subscriber to the Pro Construction Guide newsletter, then you're already eligible to win uh, one of the weekly prizes. If you're not a subscriber, just go to ProConstructionGuide.com. Answer two quick questions and you'll become an eligible subscriber or a subscriber and then eligible for the weekly prizes. And it's free to subscribe, no charge.
0: Yeah, and I do get the newsletter, but I'm not eligible for those prizes. Uh This kind of sucks, but you should go do it. it. You should do it anyway. I will get (laughs) over it. I promise you. (laughs) Hey, uh, great articles in the the newsletter this week. um, uh, Correcting how to correct moisture problems and uh, something really important: how to prevent heat stroke or heat exhaustion. So. Uh, pay attention to those. I guess you could tie that together. If you take the moisture out of your moisture problem, you won't have heat stroke. Does there that work? Go. I don't um, think so. I Check don't it know. out, though. Good informative stuff, I'm telling you. I, 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 love, the, I love the newsletter. I love the magazine. Great information.
1: I would stick with the GC, not the MD. There you go. <laughs> All right. Hey, so look, sign up for the newsletter. At any rate, great information. You'll be a more educated professional, and you get a chance to win some Bosch and Rigid tools. Hey, before we begin our conversation about building a great website, we'd
0: like to thank GE Appliances for sponsoring this podcast.
1: Awesome, and thank you for that. Now, on with the show. This week, we're going to talk about your website, and we're fortunate to have a guest with decades of experience as an architect, remodeler, and design-build business owner. He's here to tell us about how to build a great website that attracts potential customers and boosts leads and sales, and I can give you a personal endorsement of our guest, Chris Landis, because I've known him for a long time, and for him to have been in business this long, he did get permission to come out of the third grade and start his business. Chris, good morning. How are you?
2: Hey, I'm doing very well. We just celebrated 25 years, so...
1: Congratulations. Tell us, I, I neglected to say officially the name of your business, Landis Architect Builders. I mean, give us the official name and, and a kind of a 30-second bio, Chris, if you would.
2: Absolutely. It's Landis Architects Builders. And I'm a licensed architect and a principal of Landis. And my brother is uh, my partner. And we've been doing this for 25 years, obviously, in the Washington, D.C. metro area. We have an in-house staff and construction crews that design and build about 60 projects a year. And you can visit our website at LandisConstruction.com. We launched the site in 1996, and we're one of the first design-build firms in the area to do so. We completely updated the site, including a new platform in 2013.
1: And, Chris, I, I, I guess I'm just going to editorialize for just one second, and, and I would say this about you whether you were listening or not. I, I was delighted to see you come on here because, as I think back as many years as I've known you, you had a unique trait that some people appreciated, some did not. You were an early adopter of, of ideas And technology, and you asked great questions. You're like, "Well, what about? Why not? What if? Couldn't you do this?" And so, to hear what you're going to have to say about website stuff, I think is 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 going to be really great. But uh, so, all that said, kind of give—we have a bunch of great professionals listening who may or may not have time for what you know, paying a lot of attention to websites and stuff. Why is it important for remodelers and other contractors to have a website?
2: Well, as you know, every contractor, design build firm, needs customers. And the, and the best and biggest way to get customers these days is through the Internet. And on the Internet, you need to get found, and that's, and that's what you need to do. You also need to explain what you do and who you are so people can relate to you and decide that's what they want.
1: All right, so I'm a new pro, or I'm an exist. I shouldn't even say new pro. I'm a professional thinking about a new website or updating my website. Um, what's the first thing that I should be thinking about, Chris?
3: Well, the first thing is to start doing some research on other websites that you like. So you want you want to surf the, the Internet, find um, other websites that you like, and not necessarily, you might not like the whole website, but there might be a page within the website or a feature within the website, and then you're going to want to bookmark that. And you're going to be looking for content. You're going to be looking for navigation. You're going to be looking for features. You're going to be looking for corporate identity, and you're going to pretend not only that you're an owner and you're developing a website but that you're also maybe a consumer and you're going to say does this look friendly does this look inviting is this a company that I want to get involved in what are those what are those what makes this firm unique and then and then you've got to translate all that stuff into something that is your
1: vision okay
0: yeah it's a uh i I've actually got your site pulled up now looking at it it's it's it really is a nice site is there is there anything else you'd think about before you start building a website
3: well the the second most important thing is starting pulling content together because before you hire somebody, the first thing they're gonna ask for is you know what are we going to put in the website and then they're gonna ask you to give that to them or clearly they can help you generate that stuff but then then the clock really starts ticking and what that means is writing copy, getting jobs professionally photographed, and hopefully that's stuff you have been doing by entering awards and contests, but mm-hmm. if it's not, then it's, you know, sort of a Herculean task. You've got to go back and do all this stuff. And you've got to decide, you know, how many projects you're going to put in your portfolio section. And, you know, are you going to photograph, you know, your company employees or your employees individual? Are you going to have an employee page? With employee bios, that kind of stuff. So there's a huge amount of content that needs to be gotten together once you've decided on the architecture of the website. All
1: right. Then um, you, you you talked in uh, in some notes that we exchanged about navigation and um, that I mean that if you don't do websites all the time, that could be a little odd. But how how important is being is moving around the website?
3: Well, and I think. John as you know you've been out there on the internet and we've all been out there and you look around and you see you just see a lot of companies that really just don't do it right you know yeah. you're looking for an address you're looking for a phone number and you can't even find it right you know or you got to you got to scroll down to the bottom page and it's in you know tiny type at the bottom and then you say well how do i get a hold of these people and then you've got to find a contact form and maybe it's on the front page maybe it's on the second page so that kind of stuff is very important, because when people are on the Internet, they don't spend a whole lot of time. They're, they're, if they're shopping, at, they're either doing research or they're shopping. If they're shopping, they want to contact you. They want to get something rolling.
1: That's good. Yeah, that's, that's,
0: that's always a great idea if you're uh, trying to sell something to give people a way to get a hold of you.
3: Absolutely. And, and another thing is, they, a lot of times, you know, you're looking for who owns this company? What, are they, what do they look like? How, you know, is it a family operation? Is it a large company? Is it a small company? And you have no idea. You don't even know where they're, they're located. And sometimes the firm doesn't want you to know where they're located because they want to cover a wide area. But consumers are looking for that information.
1: Got it. So that's a lot. That's a lot to think about. Is it worth considering like a custom template? Um, to to try to do that? How how should we think about that? They're kind of expensive, I think, aren't they?
3: Absolutely. And and really, when you say custom, there, there are two kinds of customs. Most web design firms are going to have their own in-house templates. They're going to work for other people. They're going to have stuff that's pre-set up, or they're going to really, really do custom. It just depends on your firm. But mm-hmm. custom is a lot of coding. It can be a lot of time. You know, you talk about mission creep and knowing what your costs are. That's almost it can be all open-ended usually they're going to describe a website at x amount of pages this amount of content and they're going to hold you to that so that's another thing you really need to know what it is that you want before you buy that, that part of it now the template side of things clearly you can go online and look at website and template providers uh... one of the big ones out there is wordpress and that's actually what we used with a lot of customization and uh... You can look at a lot of different templates before you decide, but also you want to start talking to somebody that really knows the template that they're using, so they know how much stuff they can do to it, if if need be. And sometimes it's simple, like if you have a, a logo, where is that going to go on the custom site? Every site's going to accommodate that, but what what fonts do they have? What colors are available? Sometimes if you have a unique corporate color, and the the website only has a template of six colors, your color's not going to be there. So okay. these these are all factors that go into deciding what you're going to do.
0: Okay. Yeah, that's important. That really is important stuff um, uh, when you're trying to, to brand yourself. So you want to keep that all the same. So I, I totally get that. Now, John, you and I use WordPress, WordPress for, yeah. for com just simply because of, of everything, everything that uh, we've been talking about here. Um, it's it's easy. There's lots of uh, platforms and and little plugins, and we do our our guy does some customizing on, and on ours as well because it, it has to be. Um, but I can go in and make changes, right? And I'm not a website guy, so it's it's pretty good stuff. And this so it saves you some yeah, money long term, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not a commercial for WordPress, but it does seem to be one of the simplest to use out there.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I'm told with my simple research on on the internet that eighty percent of websites out there are now WordPress websites and they cost generally between thirty and fifty dollars. So that's incredibly reasonable considering what you're getting. One of the things that you did mention was the back end, which is making it easy to for for everyday people to get in on the website and change content so your employees will have access to that. Mm-hmm. And that's that's one of the big differences, can be one of the big differences between a custom website where you've got to get everything you want to change to a webmaster versus having one or two employees that just, you know, update content, do blogs, that kind of stuff.
1: All right. So um, if template custom, if, if I'm a pro, again, listening to this, it would be great to know what are the things that you would say you've got to have on any pro website?
3: well you've got to have the you've got to have the home page that's the that's the starting point and that's going to tell that's where the navigation begins and that tells you where you're going to go within the site so and then you decide about all the features that you want to add to that site whether you're going to have a portfolio section whether you're going to have a a website whether you're going to have a contact form all these are pieces and then they go on different pages pages or different drop down menus okay. um, are you, are you going to have an employee section are you going to have a design section are you going to have a construction section are you going to have a Section about your process. Are you going to have a section about all your press that you've gotten over the years? These are these are features that you can add.
1: Okay, I I um I did some stuff to help marketing people for a little while, and and I remember them talking about like the crease, the fold. There's a point, kind of like in that first look, and and it's hard to get people beyond that. Um, am I what am I? How, I'm not saying that, right? I don't think, Chris. What how, what about that? What about
3: well, second you know, page you,
1: in length and yeah, all that stuff.
3: Exactly, and you know, if you go in through Google Analytics, Google provides you a tracking mechanism to see how long people stay on your website, where they go on your website, and you can you can track that stuff. So you can see what people are doing the most, and you can either add to that or change it up. But clearly, people go to your head, your your homepage, and then they decide there's a bounce rate, and they decide either, hey, this is this is not what I wanted. So they had typed in some keywords or they were looking for something, and that's why your your website really needs to say what you do. A lot of times you'll, you know, you'll land on websites that are deceptive or not really what they're doing or they're telling you to go somewhere else that you really don't want to go. So that's when you, you abandon your search. What you want people to do is land there and stay there because that's what they're looking for.
1: Okay. Testimonials, likely something that people would pay attention to?
3: Absolutely. Social media is huge these days, and testimonials... Are, are fantastic and you can you can sprinkle them throughout your website you can connect them to actually your portfolio section so that people can see the actual jobs that you did and then see what the client says some people will have testimonial videos you can have you know obviously these days you can have videos on your website you can have a, a website a video page on your website that kind of thing
1: okay now I also remember being getting that that, that there was like call to action you got to have a call to action um, what what is what does that mean, Chris? And and what would uh, well, how do you think about that? Uh, well, uh, the, I'm sorry, David. I'm I just sorry. wanted
0: to say, and and I saw this on on his website, and and that's great that you do that. I mean, you know, I always listen to these commercials, and I always hear the guy at the end. He says, "Call now."
3: <laughs> exactly, and that's what it's about. I mean, really, it's you've got two types of people visiting your website. Generally, one is people that are doing sort of longer term research, and they're going to bookmark you, and the other people, you know. Whether, whatever, they've had a flood, trees hit their house, or, you know, they're having another child and they're ready to buy. So you've got to capture them. And, and the call to action is here. Press here and fill out a form or, or call this number. And uh, that gets the ball rolling. Okay. Got it. John and got it, got and, it. and the, the trick is to have it on your homepage, ideally at the top, and very possibly on every other page. Because at any point in their exploration of your website, they're going to they're gonna be ready to click. And then you want them to be right there. You don't want to have to have them go three pages away and figure out where to where to go to get get a hold of you.
1: Okay. Um, I think the other thing that you talked about the Google Analytics. Um, my experience is people are not going to stop and read paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs. So you kind of got to bullet point the information you want them to see and understand. Yes.
3: Absolutely um and that's part of navigation is knowing what's too much and what's too little and who your customer is and who your customer isn't. We're in DC, there are a you know, a lot of well-educated people and they like to do a lot of research so they they probably tend to like a little bit more content than less content. Okay. But and also the content can be there if they want to, but they don't have to. So you got to give them the easy navigation up front and then say, "Hey, if you want to get deeper into this, you can you can go here 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 on our website."
1: Great. Um, other anything else? Any features that we should consider um
3: that, well, that you yeah, found successful? And the, the other the other thing about templates is the plugins. Which a plugin is really just a, a piece of code that gets attached to the template and it's available as part of the template menu. And plugins can cover any number of things, from you know back end security issues to a plugin can be. Your contact form page it can be a little icon that really then a Google map pops up and shows the client where they are versus where you are and how to get to you so it, it gives you the street directions plugins come in all shapes and forms and they're easy to do they're, they're easier for the, for the w- template person to put together because they're sort of off the rack and then you slightly customize those and sometimes depending on the template manufacture they're being updated streamlined debugged that kind of thing so that and that's a continuous back-end process as opposed to a custom where your custom guy has to do all that for you the only downside of that is sometimes those backups or updates can can mess up stuff if you if you've customized it too much
1: okay so you lose you lose some work you can okay Okay. or it can
3: get messed up and then you go see it and you say hey straighten this out and you got to go do some do some work.
1: All right. So, what about naming your website or or URL? I guess to use the right terminology for for your site. How do you decide on what's good for that?
3: Well, that's a that's a great question. It's it's interesting because so many. I mean, obviously, everybody's company has an evolution when you started, when you bought your URL, and what you named your company. I mean, we started out as Landis Construction. Now we've we've changed our name, and we're our. Landis Architects Builders, so we still have our old URL, Landis Construction. Luckily, that says what we do. It's got our name in it, but so many times you'll see firms that, you know, they're they're a bunch of initials, or it may actually even be a name that doesn't even relate to that firm. So what happens there is, is, first of all, one, is you're putting your website on your job signs and your letterhead, and people remember your name but they don't remember your website so when they want to go to it they're typing in they forget you know what i mean yeah so it's really important to say what you do and also for for seo purposes google google's little bots when they're going around the internet they're looking for what it is you do and if it's in your name if it's in your name then it's easy to categorize you get it found in the right places and you're gonna you're gonna come up a lot more frequently in, in those kinds of search terms. So it's very, very crucial to do that. And also sometimes, you know, if you have Landis Construction, you could also get Landis Builders. You can get some other URLs around you so somebody else can't come in and squat right next to you and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and steal, try to steal your identity, and that can happen too. Sure, you, that, want to, that, you want to protect yourself that way.
0: That's, that's what we did as well with... Um Dave dot com, so we reversed it. Ask Dave and John because John always gets to go first. Uh, <laughs> but we did that, and we surrounded <laughs> ourselves with those names. <laughs> not going there. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, not always a good thing going first, is it, John? Oh
1: no, it's great. It's great. Um,
3: uh, uh, Something to think about.
0: That's there you go. No, that is about. good information. It's, so it's, it's good stuff.
1: And it, and it is. A, you make a good point because sometimes you think of clever stuff. That comes back to haunt you, right? So, like, get her done, dude. Probably ain't the done is probably not a good, good URL. Yeah, we
2: just yeah, lost well, one. What are, you, what, what are you getting done?
3: I mean, is it yeah. research? Is it rocket science? What is it? You know, you yeah. don't have any idea. Or yeah. so many, it's like law firms, they put the initials of the partners on there, but who remembers that kind of stuff? Right.
1: <laughs> good point. Who's, search- who's
3: searching for those names? Nobody.
1: Yeah. So last night I was thinking about some initials when I needed a lawyer. <laughs> all right, all right, we're gonna stop busting on that.
0: All right, uh, hey, s- hey, what about um, what about mobile friendly stuff, Chris?
3: That's you know that's um, one of these things that has come up recently, and it and obviously I think it was sort of it sort of described as mobile getting um, mm-hmm. Google Google came out and said they changed their algorithms so that you know mobile sites would have preference on mobile platforms, and if you didn't do it, they were gonna put you in a in the doghouse, and then all the SEO companies from around the world started spamming everybody. You got to do this because obviously they were looking for business. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it, it is important, especially if you have a very complicated website. A lot of the WordPress websites are are very friendly mobile wise. You might need very tiny fingers to do the navigation, and that's where a mobile site comes in. It's a lot simpler and easy to easy to go to, but it's not going to have anywhere near the features that you're. Your normal website is, and at the end of it, it's probably going to direct you to your normal website. But it's least, it's like a call to action. Really, it's very simple. It gets some at least to you either through a phone number or okay,
1: gives All you right. directions. That makes that makes sense. Mobile being the order of the day.
3: So look right, and and also the, the, one of the things about templates again is it, it, versus custom, and custom needs to do this anyway. But is you know how your website looks on an iPad versus so. A, a smartphone versus a full screen; those are three different platforms, and they have you know different sizes, different resolutions. So you need to you need to make sure that whatever you choose works on those three formats very fluidly.
1: Very very good, makes sense. Look, before we close our discussion about websites, I want to share a word from our sponsor. So you're almost done with your project, and now it's time for the finishing touches. We're taking, well, I mean, we're talking about. Uh, Interior design, landscaping, appliances. The job's never done. So why not let GE Appliances and the Home Depot shoulder some of that burden? Shop GE Appliances at the Home Depot and peace of mind comes standard. That's because they'll professionally deliver and install your appliances. So big or small, one refrigerator or a truckload, you and your clients are sure to be pleased with top-of-the-line GE Appliances from the Home Depot. See the Home Depot Pro Desk for additional details. Now, Chris, um, if if we were going to say I, I love leaving, you know, ending these pro casts or summarizing them because I'm thinking like a pro. Hey, give me three things, four things that I should remember. What do, what would you say um, the takeaways from this podcast? Boom, boom, boom. What would you What would you say they were?
3: Well, I'd say good design, well-written copy that engages your audience clearly. Great navigation, you know, homepage, we've talked about that,
1: okay.
0: and,
3: a, and a call to action.
1: Boom. There you go. Awesome.
0: All right. Hey, thanks, thanks to uh, Chris Landis for your time and insights. You can check out Chris's company website and his great remodeling projects at LandisConstruction.com.
1: So our, we've been adding an extra segment. Uh, folks said they liked to, to, to hear some of these other things. So we added the junk drawer segment. And because we're just, uh, well, I'll speak for myself, ADD, change things up, we we decided we have an, we're have we going to change it from the junk drawer because that doesn't quite sound professional enough. But every pro has a spare parts box or a spare parts bucket. David and I were talking before the show this morning it could be a multiple. So we're we're Kevin we're officially going to call it the spare parts box. And and we're going to just reach in there and pull some good stuff out to share with you. So today we're reaching in and we're going to talk about concrete sealer. Quick, simple, done. It's it's an extra step for you the professional, but if if our goal is to give customers a great Product that they will enjoy and maintain and think happy thoughts about you a year, two years from now versus not so happy thoughts about you when you're doing stonework, paver work, concrete work. Take the extra time to do the sealer. Um, I, this isn't an infomercial, so I, I won't get into specifics about manufacturers at this point. But it is worth it. It saves headaches for the end user, and um, we would encourage you to think twice about uh, using a concrete sealer when you uh, when you when you're doing masonry work or stonework. So there, that's what's in my spare parts box today.
3: Sealers are really great because they're you're going to avoid stains. I mean, Mm -hmm. raw concrete or pavers just absorb stuff. So if you're drinking wine or doing whatever, that's the reason.
0: Absolutely. Well, I always
3: or oils too.
0: Yeah, Cooking oils or whatever over your nice paver patio. I always I always uh, 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 try to attach it to folks so they understand you don't you don't leave your car without wax on it. You know, you're always putting wax in your car. Why? Because it protects the finish. That's what you want to do.
1: There you go. Awesome. Look, if you'd like to listen to this podcast or you want to share this podcast, visit us at www.proconstructionguide.com. And don't forget, Pro Construction Guide's Prizes for Pros giveaway ends at the end of this month. So go to the website, sign up for the Pro Construction Guide newsletter, and you get a chance to win the Rigid Jobsite Radio or the Bosch Tools. Um, that's uh, we the magazine gives it away every week so jump on board and take advantage of that. If you haven't gotten your
0: copy of Pro Construction Guide, then visit the Home Depot closest to you. They'll have copies at the pro desk. If you've got any feedback for us, give us a call at 866-647-2346. Leave us a message. We want to hear your thoughts.
1: And we'll see you in our next episode of Pro Construction Guide Magazine's Procast podcast. We hope that you'll make us a valuable tool in your toolbox.